Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Hey, everybody. Welcome to my basement. Big show today. I love uh, that there is a team that is being forgotten about, slept on, whatever cliche you want to use. I will not forget. In fact, I will double down and invest. I hate a draft rumor that's going around about one of the teams with the top three pick. Absolutely loathe the rumor. And I find it hilarious. There's a bunch of 300-pounders coming in the draft who just tried to gain as much weight as they possibly could during one meal. That's my kind of party. I'm going to get into it. Plus, say anything. We'll go to your voicemails. You guys called. You leave us really weird things. On the Kyle Brand Space Financial Machine, I listen to them, I respond to them. It's say anything. You can say anything you want about any topic. World is your oyster. Go ahead. The basement is yours. Take over. That's what you always do. What we always do is start with what I love, what I hate, and what's hilarious. First things first, if you're watching today and I got my cool Josh Allen shirt on and you're saying, what the hell is that on Brant's arm? Did he get a tattoo? What the hell is that? I did. I got a tattoo with a Sharpie and I got one uh, in honor of uh, Kentucky quarterback prospect Will Levis coming to an NFL city near you. It is a uh, Bible verse uh, that he has tattooed to his bicep. I was embodying him this morning on Good Morning Football, so I got the tattoo, full commitment. I also drank coffee with mayonnaise in it, I did it, and I ate the banana with the peel on it. I also did that. The first one was rough. I, I'm kind of ashamed of myself. The banana wasn't that bad. I thought that was gonna be the hardest part. And so I, I take a bite out of it with the peel, and you start chewing on it, and the peel is sort of like kind of banana-flavored gum. And they were saying, how could you do that? Wouldn't it taste disgusting? Here's my explanation. If you ever get a smoothie, you go to Jamba Juice, you get a smoothie at the juice shop or whatever. You could add a million ingredients, berries, papaya, mango, peanut butter, protein. If there's banana in that smoothie, it will dominate the flavor of that smoothie. It's a very powerful flavor. So as I'm chewing the banana peel, the banana underlying the peel, the actual banana, just overpowers that. I feel like I'm chewing a mouthful of banana. Will Levis, you're a weirdo in that sense with your food. But I kind of like doing it. It wasn't as bad as I thought. The mayonnaise and the coffee is absolutely vile, and I, I'm ashamed of myself for doing it. But the banana, not that bad. And the tattoo kind of feels cool. I get to erase it, too. It doesn't go anywhere. Now, let's start the show properly. I just don't want you to be distracted by my new ink that I got on my bicep. I love that there is no Steelers talk. I really like it. I like that they're being slept on, put aside, ignored, what have you, however you want to phrase it. I like that it's happening to that team, that franchise. Because the Pittsburgh Steelers, lest you need to be informed, are like the savings bond that your grandmother gave you when you were seven years old for your first communion or 14 years old for your eighth grade graduation. It is a little stock certificate that they get you or a little, a little check that you put away for a rainy day someday when you're older. You just put it away and you trust it, and it's old money, and it's stock market, and it's just gonna be there forever. It's bedrock. It's not some quick crypto grab or overnight get-rich-quick scheme. It is long-term, bountiful investment for when you're older. Just trust the Steelers. And yet, why do I feel like there's been some abandoning of this incredible American company recently? I don't understand it at all. And I attribute it to something that is completely lame, which is, Right now, the Steelers don't have sizzle. They don't have a big sexy draft pick up in the top 10. 
they weren't just in the playoffs. They don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback. They got none of that. So all of a sudden, no Steelers talk. Just be careful. Be careful allocating too much time to some flash-in-the-pan teams or some teams that are surely going to get a Hall of Fame player in this upcoming draft. Don't forget the bedrock. Don't forget the team and the teams that have been through it year after year, nay, decade after decade. Isn't it interesting that there is no glow whatsoever around the Pittsburgh Steelers aura nationally in the media because they had such a terrible season last year, just a bad season, awful, awful, forgettable season. They were above 500, idiots. You know they finished nine and eight with a rookie quarterback, just tossing him out there. Another big chunk of the season was with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, and they still finished above 500. Let me tell you about the Steelers, all right? 17th overall pick, just right there in that kind of boring no man's land. You scan past it on the mock. You don't see it on the TV shows. And they have the 32nd pick. They have the 32nd pick and a pick that they got from the Chicago Bears in trading them Chase Claypool, who they missed for approximately 12 seconds when he left and will never miss again. Great trade. Then you talk about Kenny Pickett. You will spend hours and hours and hours going down the list of great AFC quarterbacks, not even NFL, specifically in that conference before you get to Kenny Pickett. And that's fine. He's done one season. He hasn't joined those ranks. He's hardly ever going to be up in that top echelon with those great quarterbacks that we love, like this guy, Allen, like Burrow, and Mahomes. But what if, just what if the big pleasant surprise of this coming NFL season was that Kenny Pickett had himself a jump? Kenny Pickett decides to say, I'm not just going to show up for a couple seasons and then wash out. I'm here to stay. I'm going to do the Pittsburgh thing, which is be here for a long time, just like my head coach and just like the quarterback before me. I'm setting up shop here, guys. I'm not renting. I'm buying. That sounds great. Do you have anything to base that on? Okay. Well, I know for a fact that most of you are not watching the Pittsburgh Steelers toward the end of last season because they reached a point where they were sub 500 and it looks like Mike Tomlin's above 500 streak was going to be broken. When you tuned out, what you missed was this Kenny Pickett, this rookie from Pitt, ended his season with a five-game winning streak. In the games he started and finished it, five straight games. What you missed is in the final two months of the season, a season in which a rookie quarterback is learning and making mistakes and peppering interceptions all over the field. This guy threw one interception in eight games. And there's no talk, there's no chatter, there's no allure. It's all about Justin Fields coming out at the end of last year for a team that lost 10 in a row, and he's running all over the place. That's great. And then it's Jalen Hurts makes this incredible ascension. Do credit. Gets to the Super Bowl. Blows up. Amazing. But I feel like the Steelers season was over in the national media before Thanksgiving, and we started moving on to all the other things. Meanwhile, they almost snuck into the playoffs. They finished 9-8. and eight. If you're looking for a team right now to buy stock in, for next year, I'm talking short term, not the long term grandmother stuff from back in the 70s. I'm talking now. Buy it in the Steelers. They have two picks, basically two first round picks. You count seven and you count 32 because the Dolphins pick is vacated. TJ Watt missed the majority of last year. That is the best player in the organization. They finished nine and eight. He should be healthy. There's these crazy reports looming that Bud Dupree could come back to add to the pass rush. Do you want to even run down who the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing next year? I'm giving you a tip right now. I already have the stock, so I bought in early. You can buy now. Watch the Pittsburgh Steelers record. Again, their rookie quarterback will be going into their second year. Five straight wins to end. One interception in the last eight games. Here's the Steelers' opponents next, week, next year. Cardinals, worst roster in the league, quarterback hurt. 
Packers, who the hell knows if their quarterback can play? Jaguars, we'll see. Patriots, I don't think they have a quarterback. Niners, I don't know if they have a quarterback. Titans, eh. Texans, garbage. Colts, garbage. Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo, sure. Rams, Seahawks, fine, we'll see. Steelers, old money, United States, they're back. Don't ever count this organization out. Not the front office, not the custodian's office. Head to toe, top to bottom, a successful winning organization over and over. Last year, they're supposed to be 6-11. and 11. They're supposed to be 5-12, and 9-8, and 8, and it's as if they went 0-17. That's the Steelers standard. My tip right now, today's date, April 12th. The Steelers will be in the playoffs next year. Kenny Pickett will make a big jump. The defense will be much improved. Watt may be their comeback player of the year if he even qualifies. I don't care. Steelers, Steelers, Steelers. I love my Bills. I love the Chiefs. I love the Bengals. There's another guy going to join that AFC party. And it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They invented the AFC party before all of us were born. They're the MC. They're the host. It's at their house. The Steelers will be back. That's my take. And I love it. Don't sleep on them. Let's get to what I hate. Well, I mentioned the AFC party and all the teams invited and all the great young quarterbacks and all the cool young teams. And they're so deep. They're amazing. And, you know, the, the Chiefs are the standard and the Jaguars supposedly had next. And the Bengals are trying to win that Super Bowl. The Bills are trying to get to one. And there's a bunch of other teams you can sprinkle on throughout it. And one of the teams I'm not sprinkling, if the Adam Schefter report turns out to be true, that the Houston Texans do not take a quarterback in the first round of the draft, I'm not including the Texans. I hate this. I hate this rumor. I hate the idea that the Houston Texans would not take a quarterback at the number two overall pick. All right, if that's true. Now listen, maybe they will, maybe they won't. And if they do, good. Do it. You need it. Believe me. You're not going to go Davis Mills. You're not going to go anybody else. Any backup you bring in anything, go with a quarterback. Sometimes these things just outsmart, these teams just outsmart themselves. They think, yeah, but everybody is saying, all the momentum's going to quarterback. Let's build a defense first, and we can get by, and we can win. A no, you can't. Look around. You need a crazy quarterback. You do. You just need a good quarterback. You need potential. And I don't like any of the th reasons I'm hearing about why this could happen. You hear, well, the Patriots uh, have a lot in common with the Texans. The Texans front office, there's some synergy going to the New England way. New England always drafts asymmetrically. New England is a different standard. They had 20 straight years of winning and Super Bowls. You're the Texans. Crawl before you could walk. You have very little in common with your history, your past, and maybe your present with the New England Patriots, who are the most dominant team of multiple decades in this millennium. All right? Don't, I, don't do the Patriot thing. You're not the Patriots. The other thing, well, D'Amico Ryan's head coach, uh, you know, he comes from San Francisco, and he built a strong defense, and they got to title game with Jimmy Garoppolo. They got to another game with a rookie. Maybe you don't need a premier quarterback. Maybe you don't need a high-talented guy. You just need a guy. You can get one of those guys later, build your defense. Nonsense. Nonsense. Don't compare whatever the Houston Texans offense is going to be this year to the Kyle Shanahan three-headed monster machine that he has created offensively over in San Francisco with all perfect tight ends and fullbacks and running backs and linemen. They, they are an outlier. The San Francisco 49ers offense is one of one. It is the only thing that truly exists like that, and that's Shanahan's genius. Maybe years from now you can build that in Houston. You better have that quarterback. And I will say this right now. 
Don't text in this up. I am verbing your name. Don't text in this up. Let me try it one more time. Don't you guys text in this up by taking pass rusher here at two and saying, we just didn't feel like we liked the quarterback. Pretty damn good quarterback draft. All right, we got some guys. Last year, one of the worst quarterback drafts of all time, except for my guy Kenny Pickett later. Take the quarterback. Don't outsmart yourself. I hope they do. If they don't, I will forever use their, their name as a verb. It will be known as texting something. Don't texting this up. If you're going out tonight, be safe. Don't texting up. Please don't do this. Just don't. Don't overthink it. This is the paralysis that this comes from weeks and weeks up, and you're going to convince yourself that we're going to build a strong defense. Get a good quarterback. Guys, every single rule in the sport right now favors the quarterback. Every, every statistic, every everything, every style of play, it's hard to play defense. It's easier to play quarterback rule-wise and ability-wise than ever. If it's Stroud, if it's Young, if it's whoever the hell it is. You guys got the number two pick because you had the dumbest play in Texans history. You Texan the pickup big time. You Texaned up to get the number one pick. You decided to win a game that you had no business winning. Now you have the number two. Take your medicine, take the second best quarterback, and move on with it. You'll be glad you did. I'm going to be furious if they do it. I root for the Texans. You might not believe that. There's a lot of Texans that I've liked over the years. Liked some of their coaches. I liked a lot of the people I, behind the scenes I've gotten to know. Please draft a quarterback. It's just not that hard. If you're a Texans fan, can you imagine if they go and take a pass rusher at number two overall? And you say, yeah, we're going to go out there with Davis Mills this year. Come on, guys. Let's get to what's hilarious. It has to do with offensive linemen. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is great because this is the kind of thing you think wouldn't exist anymore that would have been eliminated and looked at as unsavory or just not right, offbeat, off-tone, something we should stop. They haven't stopped it. Jeff Schwartz, you might know him, a former NFL offensive lineman. I've met him a few times. He's very, very outspoken in the media, sharp guy. He's got all kinds of shows and books and tweets. He has a Big Boys Club, OL Draft Academy, all right? That's what he calls the Big Boys Club. Jeff Schwartz, who is a big guy, I've seen him before, he hosts five draft prospects, five offensive lineman draft prospects, get this, to an all-you-can-eat meat buffet. So as far as I understand it, there's no little salad at the front, there's no shrimp area on a bunch of ice cubes, it's just meat. And there's the boys, and just like I suspected, they're slicing that thing Fogo de Chao style off those little spears that they come by with. <laughs> and the point is, sit down, fellas. All the meat's on me. 
Oh, look at that guy. Let's see how much weight you can gain in one sitting. What's the most you've ever gained in Amelia, think? What's the most you've ever gained in a weekend? These guys are doing it in just a couple of hours. Just keep hammering salted meat, pork, lamb, beef, maybe the occasional chicken to keep it light, maybe a little turkey. How much weight can you gain? I have the results right here. I mean, this seems like an absolutely disgusting display, and yet I also want to sit down and grab a plate with these guys. Five guys invited. In fifth place, TCU offensive lineman Steve Avila, who didn't gain any weight. I don't know what the details are. Maybe he is a vegan. Maybe he just tapped out. Maybe he just kept light. Maybe he doesn't add weight. That's last place. He's out. Michigan center Olu Oluwatmi. Guy gained five pounds in one meal. Five pounds. Just from eating the meat, all right? That's five pounds of beef, and he's in fourth place. Third place, Maryland offensive lineman, Jalen Duncan. Big Jalen put on six. Six pounds. You ever go to those Fogo? I love those places. Love them. Got the green button, the red button. Well, Jalen Duncan was going green button to the tune of six pounds when he finally said, no mas, went to the red. Second place. Ooh, this guy. Northwestern offensive lineman Peter Skoransky. This is a first-round guy. A lot of people have mocked him to his uh, local Chicago Bears, who at the nine pick. This guy could be a top 10 pick, but he was not the number one finisher here. He got second place. 6.7 pounds. 6.7. All right, so if he's 6.7, what's our first place winner? It's my favorite lineman in this draft, maybe any draft. The winner of the... Big Boys Club, Draft Academy, All-You-Can-Eat Meat Buffet Showdown. Old Dominion offensive lineman, Nick Saldaberry, with a total of 9.5 pounds from 317.4 when he sits down to eat to when he finally says, can I get a check in the espresso? 326.9. Big Nick, 9.5 pounds. Remember, second place was only 6.7, so nearly three pounds of pork and brisket and beef in one meal. Is that disgusting to you or is that funny? I think the answer is yes. <laughs> Nick Saldaveri, I need to know the details. I wanna know what he went heavy on. What was the distribution between Animal products, how much did he hit it with? Is he saucing? Is he drinking while is he doing it? Is he doing it uh, with alcohol? Is he doing it with a dessert? Are there side items? Or is it just, I guess it's just purely meat. Oh, you can eat meat buffet. I swear 9.5. I feel like I've put on 9.5 at some Mexican restaurants. Between the chip baskets, the, the margaritas that are about 900 calories each, and then the tres enchiladas platter. <laughs> I mean, that thing's 2,000 right there. That plate weighs about 15 pounds. Take the plate away, you're still left with about nine pounds of enchilada, just bean and cheese and beef and tortilla. They should take this from cuisine to cuisine. You go to Italian, how much weight do you think you put on with lasagna? Just start hammering that. Then you can go maybe a little bit lighter with the Greek, I love Greek food. Indian can get real heavy. You're not gonna do much of the sushi, that's just wasting time. Pizza joint, you can do that. Burger joint, steakhouse. These guys are gonna be 600 pounds by the time it's done. Old, Old Dominion, 
offensive lineman. They have a, a really good tight end in the draft coming out too. Nick Saldaveri, nine and a half pounds in one meal. It always makes me think of Joey Chestnut. Dude, how are you alive? How can you do that to your body? And most importantly, not to get too disgusting here, what in the hell is the aftermath of you eating 67 hot dogs or whatever it is? Because sometimes, cards on the table, I have an aftermath of eating one hot dog. So what is yours of eating 67? It must be nuclear. Unbelievable. That should be the real competition after that, after those hot dog guys a day later. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, my mock draft will include uh, offensive lineman from Old Dominion, Nick Saldaveri. Maybe not even as the best lineman, but as the best prospect. Number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. Not the best, not the best of his class, not the best from Old Dominion, the best prospect, and certainly the biggest. 9.5 pounds, and might have stuck the landing on a Fogo de Chao endorsement, and I'll be there for you, buddy. Green button on Nick Saldaveri. That's hilarious. You know what else is? Every time we go to the Kyle Brand Space and Answering Machine. You guys leave us messages. Sometimes we kind of press the play button like, oh God, what is this going to be? We cringe. Other times we love it. Our sweet spot is kind of right in the middle of that. This is something that we call Say Anything. There it is. Two, five, two, four, Brant. Two, five, two, the number four, Brant, B-R-A-N-D-T call you hear my voice leave a message sometimes we ask for football takes sometimes we ask for family confession things that have happened in your family we ask right now for anything call up give any take on any topic anything you want and i'll react to it here we go i'm gonna put on my welder's mask i got a feeling today's are gonna be doozies for some reason first up on say anything we have an unidentified caller did not give their name and they are from pennsylvania go ahead and say anything hey basement dwellers i had a thought what happened to fight songs i mean the college people still have fight songs but professional sports like the new york Jets, have an awesome fight song nobody's played it in the last 30 years at least gotta be maybe close to 50. why did we get rid of these awesome fight songs why don't we bring them back get some marching bands going in the professional stadiums have a little showmanship something for the kiddies eh? bring back fight songs what do you think I think that's a take, unidentified caller from Pennsylvania. It would surprise me that he's from Pennsylvania because the Eagles have a fight song. Fly, Eagles, fly. They sing it constantly. The Chicago Bears have a fight song, and it's Bear Down. Bear Down, Chicago Bears. They do have them, um, but maybe they're not as prevalent. I can't meet you with the marching band in the NFL stadium. You just can't do it. It's a college thing. Very distinct sound. You hear piccolos and the trombones and the french horns and you are on a saturday i don't want ravens bengals to have a marching band now i believe baltimore had a marching band or maybe still does um, i'm not sure if they do but most nfl teams don't something for the kiddies i don't know if the kiddies even like the fight song you know what the kiddies like they like ice cream they like asking for your phone in the middle of the game they like asking when are we going to leave that's what the kiddies like the fight song, I think, is more for the nostalgist like yourself, sir. But when my kid is saying for the third time after I bought very expensive tickets, when can we leave? And when I get home, can I play Nintendo? And can I look at your phone? I can't be like, oh, it's okay. Listen, they're playing the fight song. It, it, I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. I don't know if you're a parent, sir. Um, but I certainly am, and that would not fly. But I like the edit take. Fight songs, no one's going to be against it. Who doesn't like a fight song? 
Syracuse, New York is the location for our next caller. As a reminder, I don't hear any of these until you do. I hear them raw. Nate from Syracuse, say anything. Hey Kyle, this is Nate from Syracuse, New York. I have a question for you. Um, okay. You know, my brother is a Titans fan and I am Buffalo Bills fan. And all of our good friends have all seen their teams win a Super Bowl in their lifetime. And I'm wondering, who do you think wins the Super Bowl first? The Titans or the Bills? I'm really hoping Josh Allen can get us there. But I'd be lying if all of a sudden I'm driving to work and it doesn't punch me in the face out of nowhere. What if I never see the Bills win a Super Bowl in my life? Let me know your thoughts. Thanks, Kyle. I hear you, Nate. And you and your brother have been through some tough things because I don't know how old you are, but I assume you were around for the, the Bills' uh, consecutive Super Bowls. So you probably, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, I think you had the two most gut-wrenching Super Bowl losses in NFL history because you got Norwood, obviously, not more needs to be said about that, but you also have Kevin Dyson a yard short against the Rams. And McNair hits him on the slant and he's going to run in and we have maybe the most clutch tackle in the history of the sport and the Rams win and the Titans lose. Those are tough ones, man. Really tough. I don't know if there's a tougher one. You could say Falcons fans being up 28 to three and on and on Seahawks fans, but Seahawks had just already won one. Listen, hey, I, I, I wanted to admonish you for a minute by saying, you know, don't feel so bleep and negative, man. You got Josh Allen, you have great other players, you have a coach we believe in. There's, you're doing fantastic things over the last handful of years that you hadn't done in countless years before then. It's a good time to be a Buffalo Bills fan. Enjoy it. Believe in it. Yes, the playoff loss at home to the Bengals was deflating, but there were a lot of very strange, very difficult things that played into that and built up to that. Man, I, I, sometimes the self-loathingness of the Bills fans bothers me a little bit for such a friendly group of people. I wish you guys would just fight your birthright, which is thinking negative or being pessimistic. We gotta break through that somehow. The answer, who's gonna win a Super Bowl next? You guys are the Titans, are you out of your mind? Nate, it's your team, your brother is screwed. I don't even know who they're gonna line up a quarterback this year, let alone get to a Super Bowl. It is the Bills, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills a thousand other times. The fact that you even have to ask me that question, Bills or Titans win the next Super Bowl, doesn't speak well to your own optimism and belief in this incredible thing that these Buffalo Bills have built. Nate, I like the call, I like you gotta take. Come on, buddy. They can do this thing. I promise you, they can do this thing. Last call. This is good. Sometimes people don't leave their name. Sometimes people don't leave where they're calling from. We have someone who did neither. Is that because they have something to hide? Let's find out. Unidentified caller from unidentified location. Say anything. Hey, Kyle. I saw that uh, you had a hotline that I could call, and I thought, it's my time. Shoot or shoot. I think... Uh, Give me a job. I have no real credentials. Dropped out of college as an engineer. Oregon State University, Isaiah Hodgins. Woo woo. But, uh, yeah, give me a shot. Give me a call back. Put me on the air. I promise it'll be good. All right, you the man. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> well, here, let me start with the positive. You're already on the air. That's done. You can check that off. You were just on the air. That's the positive. Uh, there's other positives. Oregon State, uh, I, I like it. I've never been there, but I've always respected their uh, their athletic program. A lot of Oregon State players I've liked over the year. I was like Steven Jackson a lot. 
Um, no real credentials isn't ideal in terms of being a part of the, the operation here, but I like that. I think you were an engineer. I don't know what kind of engineer, the structural audio engineer. Did you actually drive a train? That kind of engineer, I don't, I don't know. But I like the call. I like that you were, as, as the kids say, shooting your shot. Probably would have been best to leave a contact number or a name because maybe we are looking for help. Um, I, it wasn't the best sell. And the best sell was just put me on the air and give me a job. I would love a piece of rationale as to why you should be part of this organization here at Omaha and Kyle Brand Space. I wonder what you would bring to the table. You got anything? I'll even throw this out here, sir, whoever you are. Call back and maybe we'll follow up on this. But come on. Pretend, get, I, I can't just hire anybody. I'd like to give everybody a job. That's not the way that works. If you have real value and something to contribute or you have an angle or an idea or even a work ethic or anything that I can get a foothold on to say to the powers that be, I don't know. I know we did this segment, say anything, and this guy called and he wouldn't leave his name or where he's from, but he went to Oregon State and... Uh, he really had a cool delivery, and I think this guy could be an asset to the organization. I'll go to Peyton and Eli and say that if you give me something. Until then, they're like, I can't go with that. I would love to help you out. But all I heard was, no real credentials, Oregon State engineer put me on the air. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> I did put you on the air, though. So whoever you are, Identified Caller, we, we have voice match technology. If you call back, we will know it is you. And in the meantime, we thank you for, listen, what does the segment say? It means say anything. But for you, when you call back, we need to call it, say something, all right? Thank you very much, whoever you are. And thank you, all of you. I'm gonna throw a dart. Let's go to the uh, sky cam as we do. I'm gonna walk over here with my cool Sharpie Will Levis tattoo, and I'm gonna throw a dart. Let's see if my throw here represents the accuracy of Will Levis, since I'm doing it with the right hand, that is right arm that's tattooed the same way. I'll try to throw a bullseye. What if I do it? Here we go. Will Levis throws, and it is a, that's not a bullseye. I aimed for the bullseye, but I missed it by about the width of my palm. 15, number 15 is the topic for today. Just like the calls on Say Anything, I don't see these topics beforehand. I just kind of kind of ad lib a little, little spiel here. Number 15, how would you do in the Hunger Games? Well, if by Hunger Games, do you mean that thing where Jeff Schwartz has the linemen sit down and eat meat? Hunger Games, which is a dystopian vision of children in a controlled environment given weapons and try to kill each other and then the last one alive who hasn't been brutally slaughtered or murdered is, is the winner and gets to live well i remember we had a similar peloton question about how would you do in survivor and i said bad i'm not good at conniving i'm not good at backstabbing the question is would i be good at actual stabbing <laughs> i don't know how to answer that guys um as far as I'm concerned, The Hunger Games, all of which I read, and I saw a couple of the movies, I don't, I don't probably do really well. I, those are the kids. Those, they're, they're youth. Some of those guys are ripped and shredded, and they can, Katniss can shoot a squirrel with a bow and arrow from 100 yards away. I don't know. I'm not advanced in weaponry. I can play Duck Hunt. I'm pretty good at Contra. Other than that, I'm not the weapons guy. So the answer to your question, I'm probably going to be terrible at The Hunger Games. I would be want to be living in the District 13 or whatever it is where they all have blue hair and get hammered all the time. That's what I would like to do. Sorry, Hunger Games, fun books, average movies, um, terrible outlook for me. That's it. That's also it for the show. Love you guys. Like, share, subscribe, at Al, whatever you need to do. We will be back tomorrow. No, we won't, actually. We'll, we'll work on that. Um, in the meantime, 
Goodbye from the basement. Exit through the garage. Close the door on your way out. See you soon, guys.